0: After uh, such an introduction, I can hardly wait to hear what I have to say. (laughs) I had a good friend in Muncie uh, that was in the picture framing business, but uh, not uh, Amazing Savings picture frames. He framed pictures for the Metropolitan Museum of Art. The the then Shah of Iran was a client of his. Nelson Rockefeller was a client of his. So uh, every year in an attempt to instill some culture into the students in Muncie, I would uh, take uh, one class to his studio on 57th Street to watch the art of picture framing. And uh, we came once and uh, he said to me, he said, Rabbi Wine, I'm so glad you're here today. It just so happens I have a painting, a Rembrandt, that a client purchased for twelve and a half million dollars at auction Today would be far greater probably. And he said that we're going to frame it and I'd like to explain to them how I'm going to frame it. And then he said offhand it'll take uh, probably three or four months to frame it and uh, I'm going to charge him $250,000 for the frame. Now I... uh, was taken aback because I never imagined paying $250,000 for any picture frame and I guess he noticed my shock so he said to me, he said, Rabbi Wein if you have a twelve and a half million dollar Rembrandt then you have to frame it for $250,000 and that's a lesson that has remained with me uh, throughout the years since, because we have Rembrandts. We have treasures that are beyond an economic value. But the problem, in the Jewish world is always how do we frame them? Because if they're not framed correctly, then we do not see them in the beauty and in the magnificence that the Lord intended. In 1929, my father a blessed memory, was then a Talmud in the yeshiva of Rav in Yerushalayim. He had previously been a devoted Talmud of Rav Shimon Shkot, the great Rosh Yeshiva of Grodda. In nineteen twenty nine Doctor Revel convinced Rabbi Shimon Shkop to come to America and to deliver Shiurim in Yeshiva Srabinu Yitsugalchon. And Rav Shimon sent a letter to all of his former students, including my father, in which he said, I want you to come to New York. I want you to come to Yeshiva Rabbeinu Yitzchel and help me build a great Mokum Torah in America. And then Chocham uh, Odof Minovi, a wise man has prophecy, he uh, said in 1929, Europe is oysgish built. Europe is all played out, as far as the Jewish future is concerned. The future of the Jewish people lies in Eretz Israel and in the United States. And if we don't build Torah here, that future will be threatened. The picture won't be framed correctly. And he was correct perhaps more correct than he ever imagined. We live in a time when we take many things for granted. In the Medina of 70 years, yeah, I'm going to have a bar mitzvah. My child have a bar mitzvah at the Kotel, yeah, You know, a gap year. Yeah, I'm going to go learn. So I want to take you back, if I may, to uh, a time when I was not far younger than you are today when there was no state of Israel and no one expected to see the Kotel, when the Jewish people were on the floor after the Shoah, there was no home that did not have casualties. The spirit was so depressed. Anti-Semitism in America, was then public and accepted. It was a famous Jewish physicist, Richard Freiman, who had the misfortune of living in the same generation as Albert Einstein. Otherwise, he would have been the most well-known physicist in the world, and he won the Nobel Prize. And he was a professor in Princeton, and he wanted to have a fellowship at MIT and he needed a letter of recommendation. So we're talking about a letter of recommendation for a Nobel Prize winner in the United States in 1938. And the president of Princeton wrote to the president of MIT, and he said, I recommend that you give Fryman the fellowship, even though he is a member of that peculiar race. And we all accepted that. We were grateful to get the letter. We thought that somehow that was the way it was supposed to be. And the British had a blockade. The refugees couldn't come. The Jews in the land of Israel fought for their lives because they there was no middle ground. Either you won or they threw you into the sea. Syria today is a good example of Rahman what could have been. And out of this there arose the miracle of the ages. A bunch of shoemakers and tailors came and made a state. They learn how to fly airplanes. They learn how to shoot guns. And when we look back and you look today, and you see all the words of the Nevi'im in Treasar and other places fulfilled before your eyes. Kiovi yestem lishem kolagoyim delos come for you. Jews don't come, but the Goyim come. Fifteen thousand Goyim come to march on Sukkot. I once uh, was in Tijuana, Mexico, before uh, President Trump built the wall, and uh, walking back uh, to the United States. So I gave my passport to the uh, Customs Immigration official, big Mexican-American, and he said to me, uh, where do you live? I said, I live in Jerusalem. And he said to me, how fortunate you are. And I thought to myself, the Mexican-American, he's got it. The very few Jews that I have ever spoken to have told me how fortunate I am to live in Jerusalem. They say, what about the traffic? What about the Arabs? What about the bureaucracy? Because the picture is not framed. You don't see that you have a $12.5 million Rembrandt in front of you. I want to share with you an idea that the Meshach describes. Meshech Chochmah is a mayor Simcha Cohen of Dvinsk, one of the seminal thinkers in the Jewish world, one of the great Geonim and Talmide Chachomim of the past century. So he's famous for his work on the Rambam, the Or Sameach, which all yeshivas uh, study but he wrote first a Sefer on Chumash called Meshe Chochmah and he always held that the Meshe Chochmah was a greater masterpiece than the Or Orsameach and uh, lately it's had a great revival in the Jewish world because again he is prophetic was a Jew writing in 1898 and 1900 and he sees it clearly He's the one who coined the great phrase, "Hoy Omri mal Berlin, shezehu Yerushalayim." Woe to those who think that Berlin is Jerusalem. Well, we know that Berlin wasn't Jerusalem, but we can substitute other names for Berlin today and think that that is Jerusalem. So he discusses. The mitzvah of Sviras Omer. And the Torah says, Svart Mlachem, Mimocharas Yom You'll start to count the omer the next day after Shabbos. That's the simple interpretation of the Pulsak. The Stokim said that we should take that literally. So therefore, Svira always begins on a Sunday, and Shavuos is always on a Sunday. Chazal darshan, Yom HaShabbos, means Yom Tov, the day after Pesach. And that's what the Halacha is, and that is what our custom is for thousands of years. So the Meshech Chochmah, in discussing that, asks the simple question which if you study Chumash, you study Tanakh, the key to understanding Mikra is to know why the Torah used a certain word. There are no synonyms in Hebrew. If the Torah uses a word, there is a lesson there. So we can say the lesson is, you know, prose but that's not Torah. Torah is not prose. Shivim ponim la Torah. There's enormous wisdom in Torah. So the Meshachachot says, well, if the Torah meant that mochos are shabbos is the day after Pesach, it should have said, me pesach Why does the Torah, so to speak, go out of its way to confuse us? To give room for the Tzadokim to say that Machras HaShabbos means Sunday. So he says a brilliant insight which again, which applies to our time and to the redemption of the Jewish people as represented by what we are living through. He says, the Yontav of Pesach is, so to speak, Shabbosdik. All the other Yom and Tovim are created by human beings. Pesach, the Rav shalom created. Tziyah's Mitzrayim. Shavuot says, because we said Nasev and Ishma. Sukkot says, because so we need the Kaporo, we need the Judgment. Pesach is like Shabbos, Shabbos is independent of human behavior, Shabbos is koveya itself automatically. So he said, on the other hand, Pesach is also a yonta that Jews have to create. So he said the secret is that the process of gula is a partnership. It's a partnership between Kaviyochel, the Rabboni Shalom, and Klav Yisrael. The Rabboni Shalom does his the way he does for Shabbos, and we do ours the way we do for Yom and Todin. And to emphasize that point, That Geula is this joint venture, so to speak, the Torah called Pesach Shabbos. And we find that in the Chumash itself, the Jewish people at Yamsuf. Moshe says to the Jewish people, You don't need an army, you don't have to fight, you be quiet. The Rabboni Shalom says to Moshe and what are you davening for? What are you not praying to me? Da'ber b'nei Yisrael of Yisrael, let them do something. Let them jump in the sea. And that is a conflict that exists within the Jewish world. There's a great section of the Jewish world that believes that we don't have to do anything just sit back and the Lord will deliver it to us on a silver platter the picture need not be framed and there's a section of the Jewish people that believes that it's up to us we're the ones that did it we don't need any divine aid the error I feel that both sides have is that they don't see that this is a joint venture they don't see that somehow the Lord does his because there's no other way to explain the state of Israel there are so many contradictions to logic that exist in its formation and success that it boggles the mind Have to be blind not to see the Ad Hashem. The fact that the Lord behaves in a way that we do not wish Him to behave, that He he chose people that we would not have chosen, that's our problem, that's not His problem. But on the other hand, we have to do ours. if we don't do ours nothing will happen if Jews don't support Eretz Israel live in Eretz Israel build the state of Israel nothing will happen so it's this joint venture that we celebrate today the seventy years of the partnership In the creation of the miracle of the ages. The Novi Scharia says Grandparents old people will sit in the streets of Jerusalem and in their hands they'll have their canes and their walkers and they'll watch their grandchildren at play. The Novi said that 2300 years ago. I walk from my apartment in Rechavia to the post office in Rechavia, and I do it through a park. And every time I walk through the park, I see the Novi's is there. Exactly what he said, what happened, happened says, I'll bring you all together to a million Jews from Russia Jews from Ethiopia Jews from everywhere the miracle of the ages but it's our job to do it and it's our job to do it here as well the society is against us the culture is against us. The value system is against us. So Jews have to swim upstream as we always have had to do. We thought for a long time that America is a Yerushalayim. American values are sufficient, it's good enough, you'd be a good Jew if you're a good American. That was the generation that I was raised in. That's no longer true. It's almost you'll be a good Jew if you're a bad American. when all of these things that that pass currently for values will have withered on the vine again as they have over all of the centuries and millennia. Torah remains, goodness remains, morality remains, loyalty remains, family remains, marriage remains, and in that sense, we do ours, we can continue to hope and be confident that Kabiochal the Rabboni will continue to bestow His blessings upon us and upon the state of Israel and upon the Jewish people. And this process that is now taking place of the redemption of Israel, of the rebuilding of the Jewish people, of the strengthening of the eternal bond between the eternal people and God Himself, so to speak, Will continue and be enhanced, and will be zocher together. The nechamasio nivin yerushalayim. Amen. Thank you.